Welcome to Oops All Apocalypses, a show where we explore the collapse of society by playing fun tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host, Stu Masterson, and I'm joined by one trash boy and one recycling boy. <laughs> Who's who? Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Trash Boy. <laughs> oh, you always take the worst of the two. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it just feels right in my uh, in my heart and soul. Stu does um, shit on you more, I've noticed. Aggressively. As he should. It's me, Trash Boy, and I play the sneaky super sleuth, Book McCready. Oh, flipped it and reversed it. I did. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh remind everybody that my my character's name is book mick reedy it's a really great pun that seems to be flying under the radar a little bit under underappreciated in our know. 40th episode i don't know if this this is our 40th episode no this oh, is our 39th episode don't get oh, excited okay. sorry Damn. my bad oh, okay uh, i can't count either and i'm jacob i play ocean a gentle giant and probably the world's worst bellhop you were a little aggressive with that entrance. He wouldn't be getting very many good tips. I liked it. I would have tipped you. Like me, Brady. Probably I'm not say Somebody that throws you into the elevators. Like, get yeah. in there. You're going to this floor. Book would have been really scared. <laughs> Except he would have seen it was you and then be like, oh, oh Ocean. You startled like, Oh, he's just joshing me. You've done spooked me. Well, like the love that would have blossomed in that hypothetical elevator you guys are talking about, we need to almost wrap up falling in love with Book and Ocean. We are on the penultimate question. Oh, shit. Two more. Oh, shit. This is really wrapping up. I hope the feelings have been welling up inside of you and you're almost at what you would call love. So what you're telling me is our 40th episode is going to have the last falling in love question? All as planned. Oh, my gosh. Is that why you stalled those two episodes back previously to have us talk about our survival apocalypse teams is to space it out to get the exact number to be at the 40th episode? Now we can use the uh, Oops, I'll Talk Apocalypse episode to explain what we're doing next. Yeah, yeah. Perfect timing. It was just a happy little accident. I don't plan anything. But the question this week, question 35 of 36. It's getting a, a little more serious. We're starting to ramp up a little bit. <laughs> For 40 questions, we better be. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing? <laughs> Why? Oh, shit. That's a tough one. I'm not going to cop out and be like, uh, he has no family, so none of it's going to affect like blah, blah, blah. But uh, I think Ocean, probably the only person that Ocean considers family is Book. And I suspect if Book died, he would be quite quite affected by it so he got a good glimpse of that when he did pretty much literally die previously yeah yeah but he wasn't there to witness that yeah, he didn't realize he actually died he just saw him hooked up to a weird machine it's like what the hell is this what would be most disturbing about it to you uh, i think he'd feel super alone at that point i think he would feel like he has nobody else to turn to and become pretty hopeless well you've picked the person most likely to die so yeah that's mm -hmm. a problem that that's a problem. that'll be a great story arc though yeah, I like getting typecast as that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a great story arc once uh, Book inevitably dies from some uh, karate injury, dangerous situation he's put himself into. Yeah, banal accident. And for uh, for Brady's second character and story arc of Ocean crawling to accept <laughs> them, I'm prepped and ready for it. Yeah, my next character will just be a can of beans. <laughs> for from from Book's perspective, I think if Ocean died. He would be devastated, but he'd be like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I'd say Ocean's kind of like a, 
you know, he's got a lot of those death flags going on in the narrative yeah. story sense. <laughs> if Harder you saw to him kill. in a movie, in a book, you'd know, okay, this guy's going to end up sacrificing himself by the end. Yeah, harder to kill, but inevitably, um, in trying to protect Book from his death, will probably end up dying. A doomed archetype of character. Exactly. So I think for for Book, the thing that would be most horrifying would be uh, his sister that he just learned that he had. And the reason there is uh, for him to know that she's dead, he has to first learn who she is and then have her basically immediately taken away from her from him yeah that would that would suck so i think that'd be pretty horrifying um especially because i think he'll feel like everything would have been for nothing you know his parents left to save her life and uh for him to find her only for her to die would be pretty upsetting to say the least that gives me some good options oh shit uh for me i think my I have an ancestor called Patrick Masterson. He was the first one to come over to America. And if I recently, it was like 1760, something like that. And if I recently learned that he died, I would be very devastated. Because <laughs> then that means people have figured out his tombstone isn't accurate. And then my vampire secret would be next. I was like, what? People I'm, would follow the trail. I was wondering where you're going with that. So I'd be <laughs> off the podcast. If, if there was like a newspaper announcement tomorrow that's like patrick masterson dastardly irish vampire killed i'd be like they're gonna track it down to me unfortunately i have the same last name so you gotta escape at that point you are patrick Mas- you are the vampire patrick no. masterson or you're a different vampire i can't read about my own death no i'm a spawn like great 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 and great you took sp- his last name spawn no <laughs> It was past. Do you not know how names work? It's this is very straightforward. I don't know why you're confused about who I'd be. Most why do you both have the last name Masterson if you're not the same vampire? He's his, uh, he's his son vampire. His the yeah. vampire at curse got past the line on the bloodline. So he wasn't a vampire. He wasn't when he was born. No one's born a vampire. I'm upset by this. Okay, so Stu, between Jacob and I, who would you be more upset if they died? Um, you would have a bigger impact on my work-life balance because I have a lot of stuff to fill in. Oof. But the podcast would be worse if Jacob died. So it's really hard for me to make a choice. I like how neither of those answers like, oh, this one would be a more an emotional impact. It's like, no, nah, this one would fuck up my work life and this would fuck up my hobby podcast. Can I choose both? <laughs> oh, how yeah, sweet. Of course, is both an option? How sweet. Yeah. Uh, since we're in a cliffhanger or an elevator hanger, let's just hurry up and get back to the action. You are Ocean, correct? Yes. Aren't you supposed to not be here? Aren't you supposed to be some kind of hidden underground artist? I work here. You work with the establishment that your art's trying to go up against? I don't know what you're talking about. Give me a read a person roll. Read a person. Okay. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. That is... Uh, oh, I only have plus zero. That is an 11. <laughs> <laughs> only plus. Yeah. <laughs> He's not very sharp. When you read someone in a charged situation, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, hold three. On seven through nine, hold two. I can spend a hold, one hold for one question to ask the MC. And they have to answer, frankly, from the character's point of view. So I'm going to go ahead and spin the first hold to say, are you telling the truth? She's absolutely lying. She's absolutely lying. There was an immediate look of recognition 
when she saw you, but she still tried to keep it together for some reason, which seems weird. Like if this was just someone working for Hickory, it would be like, oh, I know who Ocean is. I'm going to go get help. Yeah, I'm going to call the cops like right now. So, yeah, you are confident she's lying about this. So Ocean looks at her and says, I know, I know you know what I'm talking about, but if you feel we can't talk here, where can we go to talk more forthcomingly? Uh, how did you get in here? Uh, I'm pretty sneaky. I know that's not true. <laughs> Same way you did. I came through a window. Oh, you saw me do that? Yeah. Well, shit. We saw you fixing the, I saw you fixing the, the giraffe. And then I saw you go, th- I followed you, saw you going through a window. Where were you? Were you like hiding? Was it, were you at the soggy worm? I thought about that, but I didn't check there. No, we aren't at the soggy worm, but I'm not going to go tell her anything. Wait, why, why am I, why am I answering these questions? You're the one lying to me. I'm not lying to you. I've never lied to you. Oh, no. She's insane. Spin one of the hold. I'm going to say, how can I get you to tell the truth? You feel even though she didn't give a recommendation for somewhere else to go, she definitely doesn't feel safe to just talk about anything here and feels like she's on a bit of a clock and whatever she has to say is probably way too long <laughs> of a conversation to have in an elevator. That's why she. you think she was asking you how you got in here to see if there was a safe place that okay. you knew about because she doesn't feel particularly safe okay. here. So Ocean looks around and says, look, tomorrow at whatever time we said the meeting was going to be at because I've already forgotten. Noon. Noon. So tomorrow, it's before noon, there's a library. We're going to have a meeting there to talk. Come an hour early so it can just be you and me talking and nobody else. I think that can work. And she hits the door open button. Before Ocean leaves, he's going to be like, what is a good way to get out of here without being seen? (laughs) (laughs) She hits the door close button. (laughs) And she hits uh, the top button, the top floor button. And the elevator starts going up and she goes, uh, there's this roof access. Not a lot of people know about it. I used to use it, but I just got tired of climbing the ladder. It's like really tall. That's actually perfect. I got in through the roof. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's incredibly fortuitous. But yeah, you just gone up there and then I'll meet you t- meet you tomorrow. OK. And the elevator dings open uh, the floor you're in right now. It looks like this may be like some old storage place. There's you actually don't see stair access here, which is a little weird. You don't know why a court house would have a top floor with nothing usable in it, but it's a small little room here. It looks almost not much bigger than like a utility room. And you see at the top there is a little hatch that opens up with this runged ladder. It's one of those tiny annoying ones with little tiny rungs that are too close together. That leads up to it. Okay. Ocean climbs up the, goes for the ladder. He's going to look around briefly to make sure there's nobody coming. And then he's going to climb up. Like right when you're out, the door dings closed and the elevator starts going down. Okay. He climbs up back on the roof. Uh, From the inside, it is locked. But from the inside, there's just a little hatch. You turn and it pops open and you see the spider there. And you see Juniper look very surprised. (laughs) You you actually come up like a foot from the spider. And he looks down over the edge and he's like, holy shit. Yeah, this would have been really convenient to know about. Uh, Back at book. I want to see if I can kind of scramble up the shelves in the closet and into the adjacent room. Like going up through the drop ceiling? Yep. And hope that it's strong enough to hold me up. Uh, Yeah, you can pull yourself up there and go down the other side. Are you just leaving like both of the ceiling tiles out? Are you trying to like put the last one back in? I'm leaving them both out. Out because I got to get back into 
Frida's room to try to fix the yep. chain so she doesn't notice it's broken. Uh, you slunk down. It's a pretty big drop on the other side. Wait a second. How did she lock the chain after she left the room? It's a good question. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> the cog is hard chain turning. should not have been locked. Book has a Jimmy Neutron <laughs> moment. Are, are you dangling over the edge of the, the store when you're having it? Yeah. <laughs> or of this other room? Yes. So did Frida leave out of the other room? I thought we were watching her come in and out. I don't know. Okay. Well, I still squirm. I still wriggly worm my way into the other room and I drop down. Okay. You drop down. It's a pretty big drop. It's like a normal ceiling height and there's not a thing under you to catch you. So it's like you're not going to hurt yourself, but it's going to be hard to get up is what I'll say without doing shit, moving stuff around, trying to figure That's out. That's okay. Okay. You drop in and this room's hotter. It's a lot hotter. Um, you see she actually has a couple computers in here. There's a laptop up on the desk. There's a few TVs on the wall behind you you didn't see, and that's actually what was illuminating it above you right now. They're just blue screens. Mm -hmm. It smells very strongly of paint in here. Are there any doors? Yes, there are actually two doors. Uh, one of them is very hard to see. It looks like it opens right up into the closet, like you can get in through here from the closet. Real quick, can Ocean buzz in with the radio real fast? Do you have initial radios? Because you left. Oh, one shit, with... that's right. We did leave yeah. one with. Oh, damn. That's... I feel like we have three. Why do you have three radios? We, we left one in the... So there, there's been times before where we've left one in the car with Vesuvius. That was when we were in the yeah. Jeep, but... No, you actually left it and you told him to radio back to Johnny Hertz if you had trouble. Yeah, you're right. Wait, could, he, could we... Could we... Okay, we couldn't use the car radio. Did your car have a CB radio in it? It has a radio in it, I know for sure, because that's what we've been using to... Yeah. Okay. It has to have something because I don't think a standard radio would be able to dial into Johnny Hurt's show, right? He has normal radio equipment, too. The first time you listened to him was on normal radio. All right. So who... Okay. So, but you're you're back at the... Wait, no, but you're back at the car and we left one at, with Juniper, right? So <laughs> did, did you take the extra one or did I? Who took the extra one? I think it makes sense that I, I would. It makes sense. Yeah. I think it'd be makes sense that you would. I'm fine with it, but why? Because you're because Ocean is better at defending himself. Yeah, Ocean's okay. a lot stronger. He can defend himself a lot more. He's going to talk to Frida. So yeah, yours seemed way more dangerous. Is the only reason I, well, I honestly. But don't here's care. the thing: like Ocean fine, doesn't but. want a radio to buzz while he's talking to Frida. I'm sure, neither of you. Yeah, want I don't think either of us really want it to buzz while we're true. But all right, I don't. The radio's off. I have it, but it's off. <laughs> Okay, so I I scramble and I start opening all of the disc ports and everything to look for the cassette tape. There is a lot of stuff in here, but there's clearly a station where someone was like editing video. Um, and you see there are a bunch of DVDs that have different just like uh, they're just numbered. It's like one, two, three, four. And then there's like sometimes it's like one A or it's like redo music type stuff on it. And then you find your original tape is actually in one of the TVs right now. Okay. One of the VCRs connected. I want to fast forward through it with the volume all the way down just to make sure that the original tape is still the original tape and hasn't been over. <laughs> yep. Sounds okay, good. cool. So I pull it out and then I want to grab a couple of the other CDs. I'm hoping that they are like different versions of our video so that we can prove that it was tampered with. You got it. Okay. I put those in my jacket. I uh, go back through the closet and then I want to put the panels back in place. 
actually the the door the other door that was in the paint can room does it look like it open it has access to the outside the inside the hallway where it's pointed back in the direction of the hallway okay okay then i want to try to bend the chain back in place fix the room back to how i found it and then leave through the paint can room okay give me one try something challenging okay for all this shit you just said okay that's a four oh (laughs) yeah you go you grab everything back up together you pocket the vhs and a few of those dvds and using the doorway between the closet it's much easier to go back and forth and kind of get the panels into place but it's it's definitely difficult it's taking a lot of time to get that because it's way high up and you just have that one chair and it's not really conducive to fit through this small door in the middle and just at about the time you're putting that last panel in place you're standing atop of a chair reaching as hard as you can to move the last little corner in when you hear a rattling on the door. Here's the thing. Book knows that he has some time because his lockpick broke off in the lock hole. So in order for Frida to unlock her own door, she has to first get the lockpick tip out, which is going to give away a couple of things. One is going to give away that somebody lockpicked her door although she could interpret it as an unsuccessful attempt. But regardless, she's going to be suspicious. So, Stu. Yes. I would like to sneakily go through the door that I just came back through (laughs) and hide in the spray spray paint can room. Okay, give me an act under fire. No. (laughs) But he refused. 2d6. You're pretty good at acting under fire, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a 10 get wrecked mates you hear the door rattling and you just stop and freeze and then slowly take a few steps towards the door go into the closet close it behind you go into the secret smaller door and you're hiding amongst the spray cans yeah so you said there's also a door to the hallway in there right there's a door that you didn't open in here yeah so my plan is to do a little scooby-doo bait and switch where (laughs) i wait to hear that door open try to open at the same time so the sounds mesh you know what i'm saying do a little sneaky scooby-doo situation give me a read a sit roll uh uh-oh. i got an improvement should i make it so i have plus three cool plus three sharp or plus three weird i i feel like i play book more as cool than sharp you don't seem very cool to me all right sharp it is no, like, I think I, I was going to say, but I feel like cool's more your thing was my the second half of that sentence. So, Well, maybe book unlocks memories that make him smarter again. My role was an eight and I got an improvement. So I now have plus three sharp. Ooh, oh, you've become very smart clever. Boy. The smartest boy in all the land. Let's see if I can role play that. I, I think the it. very next thing I'm probably going to do is pick <laughs> get plus three hard, which I think will max out all of my bonuses that I can pick. Become the hardest boy in the land. Yeah. But to adjudicate this very tense moment <laughs> that you guys have completely ruined. <laughs> that was a funny joke. You can ask me two questions. Two questions. Okay. What represents the best opportunity for me to sneak out of here without Frida noticing that I was still there when she got back. Question two is what should I be on the lookout for? You listen and you realize you haven't heard her really jingle on it since the first one. Okay. I open the door and I leave. (laughs) You don't want your second answer first? Okay. Eh, Maybe I should get the second answer first. (laughs) The second answer is you know that when she left this room, she didn't go out that front door because the chain was locked. Fuck. That's not good for me. 
Nothing's good for you right now. I think you're in trouble. <laughs> hmm. Does the room into Frida's room and the room into Frida's closet face the same direction? Are they on a, the same wall? What do you mean faces? Are the doors pointing in the same way? Mm-hmm. Do they lead into the same hallway? Yes. Well, you don't know what's behind that door at all. That could be a freaking cubby hole that has a biscuit in it. I, I was in the hall, but I was in the hallway. Yeah. So if it's in the same, if it's on the the same wall as the door into her room, both the doors are facing in the same direction. But this room's way smaller, so it doesn't seem like that door would open up into the same. Okay. Like parallel plane as her door. Okay. All right. So. Then I would like to scurry up into the drop tile ceiling. Like a little rat. <laughs> uh, give me an act under fire again. I got another 10. Google dice is so nice to me. So how are you getting up there? It works because you rolled a 10. So there's a shelf full of spray paint. Paint? Spray? Yep. I just use it as a ladder. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go reach up, you pull yourself up with cat-like grace pop into the drop ceiling and place it back is that you're trying to hide up here now uh-huh. now you're hiding okay yeah and place it back and the second the drop ceiling goes into place you hear a bunch of unlocking sounds and like a chain it's pretty quiet it sounds like they were trying to remain quiet but you're able to hear them back near it listening are there any gaps i could peek through surreptitiously i don't think so without moving the drop ceiling in some way all right, so I'd like to try to very quietly, again, scurry my way out from above this room and uh, in, 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 into a different place. <laughs> okay, what direction are you going? Uh, if I can, I'd like to go into the direction of the hallway. Okay, so like go like literally over top of her is your plan. Yeah. You slowly move yourself along the top and you hear some footsteps underneath you. You hear the door close back very quietly, like someone's trying to remain silent as you're I'm guessing you have to move pretty slow as you're crawling like on your belly above these drop ceilings. Uh-huh. Trying to get, so it's probably going to take you a little bit to get here. So and I can only stand on the support. Beams. Yes, the very small support beams that probably wouldn't even support you. <laughs> yeah. But as you're slowly crawling along, you hear a shit. Oh. I stop and I want to listen to the rest of the things she whispers to herself. You hear the closet door open very quickly this time and you hear like clothes getting pushed out of the way. And it seems like she ran back into the main room and you hear stuff being like kind of tossed around. You think she's looking for someone. Yeah, that tracks because someone was in fact there. <laughs> yeah. Plan was a success, um, so I think we smash cut to me back at the spider now. <laughs> How do you get back up to the spider? All right, so I am going to use my Jimmy Neutron brain to think of the floor plan, how I navigated to Frida's room, and I would like to scurry to um, the nearest hallway window. Um, yeah, that's a good bit. Give me just one try, something challenging. What is that, plus or minus? Aggro, so I think nothing. Poop, that's a six. There we go. He's finally been caught. Like I mentioned, this room is like in the middle of the building, so it's not very close to any windows. So you're basically trying to get to the biggest hallway on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. And as you're going along, you are think you're moving pretty deftly. You figured out how to stay on these uh, support areas, but you suddenly your entire front arm just gives way as the ceiling drops underneath you and you start falling out of it. That's fun. Yes. What would you do? So drop ceiling has those basically brackets along the trellis type deal. I'm going to use my sword oh. 
to basically wedge it between or behind two of those brackets to try to stabilize myself, keep myself from falling out. Give you like a nice pull up bar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Give me a act under fire. Oof. Seven. You catch yourself with that, but it slides forward until it hits the next rung and your legs fall out from underneath you. So now you're basically one arm pull uping on your sword on the edge of like the corner of a little intersection of drop ceiling and you hear this man under you standing up quickly putting clothes on and yelling about what the hell is going on here oh sorry mate it's uh it's me uh greg i'm just doing some maintenance up here not to worry i'll uh i'll get this repaired right quick i think this will have disadvantage <laughs> but give me a sway roll Oh, that deserves a disadvantage. <laughs> With disadvantage? Oh, hold on. I gotta add another. Oh, lordy. Uh, that book was supposed to be the smart well, guy. With disadvantage? I got a nine. I got two fours and a three. You see him reach to his bedside table and grab a gun and point at you and go, "What? Wh- why are you falling into my room? What's going on here? So, mate, you know about the rats that have been running around up here? It turns out there's a hole to the outer wall, and I'm trying to follow them so I can find it and patch it. So none what, more. What time is it? It's it's like the middle of the night. That's when the rats are out, mate. Okay, I'm I'm gonna have to go double check this with someone else. This seems absolutely ridiculous. That seems like a weird thing to do, because why else would I be up here? But go ahead, mate. It's your night. You're ruining. Well, I guess I ruined it, and I'm sorry. You know, you could just go back to bed. No, no. You you can come with me. We're gonna go talk to my supervisor. No, I'm I'm almost got the rats, mate. No, this is absurd. You're in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm not coming with you. I've got to find the rats. You are coming with me. No. He shoots you. <laughs> God. What do you do? Does he hit me? Yes, you're dangling and unmoving. Can I interrupt him and kick his gun out of his hands? You can try to fight him when you see him aim up towards you. Yeah. Give me a do battle roll. I don't like that. He already has a gun on you. Well, lucky for me. Wait, is that shit? No, that brings it down from a 10 to a 9. You see him go aim this gun at like your center of mass as you're just dangling here, and you do a quick little swing to try to kick it out of the way, and the gun fires right as your foot contacts it and the blows bullet, my foot off <laughs> the bullet whizzes by your shoulder but he grabs you by the leg and slams you onto the ground you take one arm okay i guess from his kick he would also take one arm well i was going to say that i seize hold of his gun okay yeah you can do that all right and as you kick it away it skitters onto the ground now he's over top of you without his gun and you flat on the ground well do i get the gun yeah you have it. All right. I point it at his face. Get the fuck off me. Uh, he's going to try to wrestle it away from you. I shoot him in the face. <laughs> okay. Give me a do battle roll. All right. This is going very well. That's another seven. Nice. What do you want to do? I want to inflict terrible harm. He goes and kind of bear hugs you and you're in a kind of wrestling match for a second as you're trying to point the gun up towards him. But your arms are kind of locked against your elbows or pushed against your sides while you're holding on to this gun. And he just keeps smashing his head right into your nose. You take an additional point of harm. But one of the times he leans forwards, you just pull the trigger and his lights completely go out and he falls back. Limp. Well, that's good because <laughs> I have one harm left before I die. <laughs> 
Uh, you know there were just two gunshots in a residential building filled with people who are military. How far am I from Hickory's chambers? I can stop with the accent. Very far. You're in the residential side. You would have to go down the elevator or go down the same sort of um, thing that uh, Ocean went in. Is there a window in this room? No, you did not make it to the hallway before you fell through. Uh, let's jump to Ocean. Ocean, you're sitting on the roof with Juniper. You haven't been here too long, but you're kind of looking at your watch, trying to see like, okay, where's where's book? Where's book? Yeah, it's been a long while. And then you hear two in pretty quick succession gunshots. There's like one and you kind of you're immediately snap into focus and try to figure out where it's coming from. Then you hear a second one and suddenly your mind gets just washed through a vision. Oh, you bastard. Give me. <laughs> you bastard. An option for your visions. Because it sounds most interesting, I'm going to go with a place of corpses and someone I loved and whom my faith was misplaced. Oh, I need zero seconds to think about this one. This second gunshot echoes through your brain, and it becomes a weird sound that you've heard before. It was that scream of Vesuvius that just happened two days ago and blew out Book's eardrum. You see yourself there, hearing that ear-splitting scream, and your brain gets yanked out of Hamlet opening into high above Subtropolis. Hmm. And you see one of the silent sitting on top of a pretty tall skyscraper in just a lawn chair, wearing his full armor get up goggles. And the silence, what we call the Yellow Humvee people's real name, right? That's yes, the Yellow Humvee people. Yeah, to yes. stop calling, to make us actually call him something somewhat neat instead of something completely nonsensical. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. You see him react to the sound. He leans forward. He kind of looks a little weary. And you see him. He grabs this massive sniper rifle that's just laying on the ground next to him in this chair. And he goes and leans over the edge. And you see him move his hand in a bunch of weird signals that you kind of understand. You don't know exactly what he said, but you know he's signaling other people. And he very warily hooks something on the edge of the skyscraper and just repels all the way down to the bottom. And then you see time shoot forward. It's the same guy with a small group around him. It seems like they've been moving closer to Hamlet opening for at least a few hours now. And they look up on the edge and they see the spider crawling up on the outside of the walls, getting higher and higher into the ceiling. And you see him pull out his sniper rifle and aim it directly into the spider. And you see your own face there. You see you're self-focused, your tongue sticking out a little bit, <laughs> driving the spider up this wall, completely focused on what's happening. Uh, book shining his light around, helping you guide up without to make sure you don't scrape into anything or make too much sound. He makes those same hand signals as someone else, and he puts his gun down and starts moving forward. Then you see yourself now, and you hear two gunshots, <laughs> and you react, and you see yourself running through this building as fast as you can to try to find Book, and there's an explosion. There's this massive explosion, and you're surrounded in smoke and you see dozens of the silent breaching the wall, guns out, shooting everyone they see, just filling up the halls with people just waking up, grabbing their guns near their bedside. Radios are going off everywhere, but they are just emptying the place out. And you snap back to it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I thought that... Oh, fuck. Spade took care of them. I didn't think Spade took care of them for a second. <laughs> Wait, are the silent the same as the wolves? Maybe. Yeah, we don't really know. In the vision that we're picturing, are they, they look the same? Yeah. They look like the people in the yellow Humvees. Okay. They have the big fancy goggles and the really good weapons. Yeah. That have been hunting us down. Also known as the wolves of the maelstrom. Oh shit. Also known as Ocean's former employer. Oh shit. Oh shit. 
After getting that vision, Ocean, he's immediately in fight or flight mode. He turns to and says, Juniper, take the spider, go find anyone you care about. We got to get out of here. I think something terrible is about to happen. He looks like he just believes you, like you're so serious with your face. He looks Okay, um, where do you want me to take it? The library. Do you know the library we're planning on meeting at? Yes. Gather up as many people as you can find and, and take them there. I think, do you know, do you know of the silent? Have you ever heard of them? Uh, no. He kind of cringes a little bit and goes, have you ever heard of the yellow Humvee people? I think I may have heard <laughs> you guys talk about them a little bit. Well, I think they're on the way here to Hamlet opening and I don't see them doing anything pleasant. Okay, um, uh, yeah, uh, winch, this one, the buttons are on the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, no, I'll get, I'll get out Meet me there. I'm gonna go get book. Okay, be safe. And Ocean jumps down and climbs down that hole that he found earlier that Frida pointed out. You're doing what the vision showed? <laughs> He's doing what the vision saw. <laughs> okay, let's go back to book for a second. All right, book is... We're gonna have to go back and forth real quick because there's not a lot of time now between things happening. So, so. book is running towards Randy Candy's office. Okay, his safety. Yes. Is Randy Candy's office near where Frida's place was? Uh, yes. It's pretty close, actually. It was That was like his last obstacle before getting to Frida's. Okay. So Book has a big wound in his shoulder chest area. <laughs> He's bleeding <laughs> heavily. Uh, he runs to... Do I make it to Randy Candy's office? Uh, as you're running there, people start coming out of the their rooms. They heard these gunshots. Uh, you hear people start radioing other people and it seems like like there's not a ton of people around but you feel this like hive of commotion starting to get up like everyone's become aware you're here and starting to focus in on you but you're able to get to that hallway before anyone like <laughs> tries to shoot you okay um i barge into randy's can randy candy's office and i close the door behind me oh shit i point the gun at him he puts his hands up and i say my name is book mccready you knew my mother, and you are going to help me. Let's go back to Ocean. Ocean knows that Frida's, is, Frida's room is where Book was heading, and so that's the place he's running to first. And it, coincidentally, he's going to try and find Frida while he's on his way over there, too. You, are you, and you're just going as fast he's as possible? He's running as fast as possible. Hiding? No, not at okay. this point. He knows that it's going to be minutes until these people come in, so he's not too worried about being seen because he thinks that more than likely the commotion that's about to occur will probably drown out anything that they're that he's going to be causing here. You run through people, like there's people starting to fill the hallways a little bit more. Some of them do have guns, some just look like tired, like they think it was just some idiot shooting a gun too late, something like that. Uh, but you just remain focused, you keep running. You're running roughly in the direction of the gunshots, so it doesn't seem like too out of place. But you do hear just like flashes in your ears as you remain focused on where you're going. You're like, shit, was that ocean? But you just <laughs> keep going, I'm guessing. Yeah, he's just going to keep going. plow through. So it's not like immediately they all just look at you and notice, oh shit, Ocean, go kill him. Like, But it seems like at least some people yeah. have started to realize you're here. You make it to that same hallway that you don't know Book is at right now. Uh, but as you are at the end of that hallway looking straight down it, you see Frida coming out of her room. She looks like she had recently come out of her room and your eyes just kind of lock from opposite sides of this long hallway. What would you do? I'm going to yell, Frida, we have to get out of here. This is not safe. We're about to be attacked. Give me a sway someone roll. All right. I think I would have given you disadvantage, but I think actually using 
her fake name made it seem more serious. Yep. Because she doesn't think you're very dumb. And uh, just a little probably the, the look of panic and the fact that he is actually back after, you know, saying that he was leaving. Yeah, it does not make a lot of sense for you to be yep. here. So. I think it's probably would have scared her a little bit. Oh, shit. I actually have decent sway something these days. That's a 10. She just nods and starts moving towards you. Uh, Book, you hear Ocean yell from inside the room you're in. But Randy Candy goes, what what do you want? You can have whatever you need. Take your my laptop. No. Can you email stuff? Do like you do? you? Is that a thing that you do? I've read about email. No, no, we don't have internet. Okay, then uh, come with me and I'm going to use him as a hostage. Okay. And I'm going to open the door. <laughs> you see Ocean and Frida. I'm going to wave them in or towards me. She <laughs> looks vaguely confused, but he's going to run towards Book because, I mean, if they're waving him in. Yeah, how does Book feel about seeing Ocean and Frida? Well, do I know that's Frida? Oh, yeah, this is actually the first time you've seen them. Uh, give me a sharp roll. Okay. That plus three, baby. Gotta close the tab called Are Caribou and Reindeer the same animal? <laughs> The answer is yes. <laughs> that is a 12. A 12? God. Oh my God. Okay, your eyes meet this person and you do realize it's Frida, but you realize more than that. You see this face that you haven't seen in a long time. This is not someone you've seen around, but you know you recognize them. And we do a really quick montage that's not as thematically appropriate with the situation as I thought it would be originally. But... Frida was kind of always around Callista growing up, but you paid her like no attention. You were just completely focused on Callista. You don't realize this as book, as who you are, but in this montage we have, Frida always was trying to get your attention a little oh, bit too. Shit. Like Callista would be like talking to you about animals and you would get really excited, like, yes, Callista, that is the right taxonomy. And Frida would be like, this is the taxonomy of a giraffe. <laughs> and you would just not say anything. Oh. <laughs> And she would try to like paint little pictures. Playing a heartless character. (laughs) We've got unrequited love. Uh, Maybe not fully, but a little bit. She was at least always around Callista, and it seems like they were pretty good friends. But you just kind of viewed her as, oh, that's Callista's friend, not my friend. And I don't know her name. I never even learned her name. You do not remember her name right now, like the face. But you know, this was one of Callista's like best friends growing up and was always around and was maybe even part of some of the like tutoring jobs you did. You're not sure about that. I wave, I start to wave them over and then I see the look on Ocean's face and I just shake my head and, ah, Ocean, what's, what's wrong? This has been going really well. As you, as I see your shoulder fucking hanging out, bone sticking out of it from where you're shot with a gun. Blood the pouring gun that down I'm holding your, to yeah. Randy Candy's head. Blood trickling down your, your, your mouth. But, uh, they're coming. Who, who? The silent, the yellow Humvee people. They're coming. I had a vision. The wolves? I, I guess. I, I'm not sure exactly, but I know they're coming. I know they're about to destroy this place. Stu, can I roll a sniff the wind? Give me a read of roll. Hell yeah. Ten baby, three sharp coming in hot. I want to know how close are the wolves. Primarily, how close are the wolves. I want to know who here is the most afraid to confirm my suspicion that it is in fact Ocean. <laughs> yeah, it's either Ocean or Randy. Spoilers, it is Ocean. Let's know who would do what I ask. 
last one. What's my best way out? I was just about to say that's a good one. <laughs> that's that's you center your mind for a second and try to focus on all the new information that has suddenly been bombarded against you. As you do, that static that's always in the back of your head gets louder and louder, and you feel like the wolves of the Maelstrom are not only basically on top of you, but they have surrounded you. For who will do what you ask? (laughs) (laughs) You feel like Randall Cunningham will, as long as you have a gun pointed on him, and right now you feel like in this circumstance, Frida will. Nice. Randy Candy is very afraid. He is like, like he... You were like looking at Ocean, waving that from a little bit, and he didn't even try to go for his gun. He was just like frozen in fear. He was not expecting anything like this to happen. He probably thinks you're a little bit loose cannon right now. Which is because uh, you're covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, but despite that fear, the thing you see in Ocean's eyes is a hundred times mm-hmm. worse. Actually, before you answer this, can we do a little quick, a little quick scene between me and Ocean? Yeah. I look at Ocean. We have to get the spider. They're here. I see. They can pull us out. I, we can't. I sent the spider with Juniper. He's gathering up people. What the to, fuck? Look, we don't have a lot. <laughs> okay, back to Stu. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to capture that exact interaction. <laughs> the best way out in the quickest sense is going to be the window on Randy Candies. But if you really feel if you're as surrounded as you feel like you are, it's not going to be without contention. <laughs> right now, you feel like the best way out is trusting Ocean. Ooh, enchanté. So whatever Ocean comes up with automatically gets a plus one. That's nice. Because uh, Ocean oh, has yeah. an idea for how to get out of here. And then Ocean, can you give me a Visions of Death roll, please? A Visions of Death roll? Yeah. You're making, no, no you're reason. making me do a Visions of Death roll. Stu came here with the receipts, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, God. The threat, the threat map has been updated. Um, That is a... Six. Damn. That means you're fucked, right? That means you see a vision of your own death? You foresee your own death and quarterly take minus one throughout the battle. Damn it. So that washes out your plus one. (laughs) Um, So what that looks like is you feel like what you've seen has already changed. You did almost exactly what you went through in your vision, but it's somehow a little bit different. Frida wasn't there. The explosion was before you met Book. But you you kind of shake your head and you feel like you're back in that vision for a second. And in this case, you see a bunch of Hickory's men closing in on this room right when bullets start raining in through that window. And you dive to the ground uh, trying to dodge the bullets, but you see Book is hunkered behind the wrong side of the desk. He's kind of hiding from Hickory's men who are starting to come in on the door. And you go and you try to block the bullets from hitting him and you just get riddled from the backside and collapse down. That fucking sucks. (laughs) So don't do that. Okay, so window's out of the question. And you feel like what you just saw felt very imminent, but also your first vision didn't happen exactly as you saw it. So So in that vision, it looked like we were going for the window. Uh, No, it looked like you noticed that Hickory's men were closing in on you as you were in here. So you moved behind the desk so they couldn't like shoot you from the door. Okay. And while that was happening. So it seems like that vision had to have been something very soon as you guys were about to go. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you hear a radio like right outside your door. Like it's Book and Ocean. Think we're in uh, Randall's room. Fucking over. Okay. Knowing that he's surrounded, knowing that he's surrounded on all sides, that there's a uh, terrible, terrible people on the at one side with uh, uh, that sided with Hickory, and knowing that there's terrible, terrible people sided with a malicious, evil AI on the other. 
Ocean's going to do the only smart thing he can think of, and that is he's going to open his mind to the psychic maelstrom. Give me that flat zero open your mind. Okay, that is a... I do have good weird, though. Oh, that's an 11! That's an 11! <laughs> oh, God. Are you sure it wasn't too weird? I'm 100% positive. It was a six and a three. Oh, oh, that was relief. My heart was racing there. That was that was the happiest I've ever seen a decent roll. <laughs> so you get to try to guide where yeah. it goes. So I'm going to ask you that in a second. But as you let that fuzzy static roll back over your brain, you feel like you can hear all of the communication of the silent coming in on you. You hear them reporting to each other. You hear them talking about number of people at different entrances. And you hear them start saying, okay, let's move in. From previous experiences with these people, they know he knows that they pro- they communicate on some level psychically, it seems, because of that bind that connected them all the last time we did this and all that. Um, what Ocean's going to do to try and guide the vision is he is going to use the psychic maelstrom to look for areas that the silent aren't present and that are not properly secured to try and break through that way. So basically, he's going to look for weaknesses in their communication and um, spots that they're not fully covered and try and guide, try and go follow that route. You feel where each of them are. You realize there are about 20 of them total. This is out of out of character, but they seemed like they're 20 of the pretty good ones. <laughs> pretty good ones. <laughs> they didn't send their worst. Yeah, 20 of the maybe each of them are a small gang as well. I kind of suspected this. 20 of their pretty good ones. 20 of them that could take Hickory's back. Yep. <laughs> they knew what they were doing when they came in. Yeah. Uh, but that's not a lot to cover a building this size. And you feel exactly where they're coming in. You can tell they plan on going in really hard where they do breach. If your visions are correct, you realize that this room is about to be lit up with bullets. You see maybe the other side of the desk. You could be able to hunker down for that. And that may thin out uh, Hickory's men a little bit because you have to go through that door where Hickory's men are to get anywhere better. But after that, you kind of feel what their plan is. You see in your mind, you basically see like a little top-down map of little red dots (laughs) moving over, like you're in Counter-Strike. You kind of feel what they're trying to close in on, the different rooms they're trying to go to. You feel like the clearest path away from them is down through the courtyard, out straight out the back. They're all basically coming in from the front and the sides right now. And... There's that big courtyard in the middle where where fake Suvius was doing target practice that one time. Uh, You know that opens up to at least like a few floors above it. So you may be able to access that quickly from a window. And that would put you on the ground floor fast enough to get out the back before they fully close. Okay, but there's a lot of people in between you and them right now. Okay, and your mind refocuses on the current situation and you feel like you have seconds to decide what to do. All right. In 10 seconds, this room's about to get lit up. Bunker down as best as you can, and we're going to bust out that door while they're being, uh, while they're fighting the silent. We're going to head out the foyer, so find cover. Got it. Yeah, book book lays down, basically, as flat as he can. Bunkered behind the desk, and Ocean's going to pull over a filing cabinet, one of the, like a metal filing cabinet as well, to kind of give them a little bit more. Nice, nice. Yeah, can we flip the desk? Well, no, I guess we can't flip the desk. You can get on the smart side of the desk, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah you know, he's going to Yeah. Okay, so you're both trying to get low. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see Frida, now that you see her move, she has the powerful arms of a spider monkey <laughs> and the sleek back of a panther. 
and she leaps up and grabs the ledge of this drop ceiling and just kips up right into it, no problem, and is laying on the top right now. Uh, right when bullets start ringing in, uh, both of you give me an act under fire, very literally. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm about to die. Yeah, you have no health. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was about to say, as Ocean pulls, as Ocean comes down, he's going to put his hand on Book as they're laying flat. Oh, yeah. If you guys are hiding in the same spot, I will yeah, say that. Yeah, I think we're probably... I you think can do that. We, considering we know where to sit in the room, I don't think the room's probably that big. So I feel like we're definitely probably at the very least within reach of each other. Okay, give me that healing roll real quick. My online dice roller briefly showed like a one and a two, and then it flipped over to a two and a three. So. Much better. So that's a seven mixed success. Okay, you get to choose two things. Um, I'm going to, of course, stop the bleeding and mend your bones back together. Smart one, smart one. Uh, that's going to heal you one. You're still in a ton of pain. Yeah. The bleeding seems to I did to not stop. take your yeah, pain. I'm still at 10 yeah. o'clock, boys. Yeah, the pain does not feel any better. You see your blood basically immediately dry against you, and you feel like you have a little more movement in your arm okay. where it probably broke in your clavicle where the gun had went off before. I'm still not stabilized, I assume. No, not stabilized. Tell me the result of those rolls. I got an eight. A 10. I'm rolling rocks today. And after saying that, I'm going to roll fucking terribly on some critical roll. <laughs> you hear a high-pitched whine for just like a second. It's like a... And then immediately bullets come raining through this room. You actually notice it cuts out a super perfect square in the wall. Like these bullets just make a box and the wall falls down like immediately and crumbles. And then they just go spraying through the middle. You hear Hickory's men diving out of the way. The whole doorway that you guys had just recently walked through is just torn to shreds and collapses. And after about 20 seconds, the bullets seem to slow down for a second. And you hear, you see a bunch of grappling hooks latch on to the edge of the now blown out window. Okay, at that point, Ocean's going to yell, now, go, go, go. Can I kick the grappling hooks off of the window? If you want to, it'll make you out of the window. But before that, as you say, go, go, go and get up, you feel a lot of weight from Randall and he's not moving. Oh, shit. No. Oh, shit. I shake him. You, As you look down and shake him, he has clearly been hit by a bullet in a not great spot. Oh, shit. What, how not great? His neck. Ocean is going to immediately put his hand on his neck and see if he can stabilize him with the healing touch. Okay, this is going to take time. Oh. You can do it, though. Okay. Ocean is going to grab Randall, put his hand on his neck, uh, Randy, and he's going to turn to book in uh, freedom and says, you guys go. I'll be, follow- I'll be right behind you. I my instinct says to trust Ocean, so I'm gonna run towards the courtyard with Frida. Frida unrolls from the top and starts off in a sprint and asks you where you're going. Courtyard. She says okay, and she kind of takes the lead and starts just making random ass turns down this hallway. Are you just trusting her? Longer? Yeah. Ocean, give me your heal someone roll to save him. It will have to be a full success. It was a full success. It's an eleven. What three do you choose? You also have to pick the right three. Yeah, oh God. that part's not hard. You're fine. I was about to say that part. I mean, there's there's only one thing that I think I could probably say is not necessarily the correct. Oh, that rolled me over for that. I've got one improvement banked. I think I know what I'm going to actually use as I'm healing this person. As Ocean stops and puts himself in danger to save this individual that he has never met, he is going to unlock his hidden beauty. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Putting himself in danger for this. So can I choose your moves after the session? Yeah, that is perfectly fine. I'm just telling you what I'm going to pick. 
but that is wonderful. You feel a connection to him. He had been hit with a very large caliber bullet through the jugular. So his the blood to his brain had just been completely cut off. He was he was done. But somehow you put your hands right on his neck there and his blood pressure just skyrockets back up. And as you move your hand, there's just no wound there. There's still all this dried cake blood on him and his eyes spring to life and he kind of shakes his head and he's like, what the, what the fuck? What, what, what just happened? We got to uh, get out of here, Randy. Give me an act under fire roll. Oh, there it is. That's a six. You pick him up and you start pushing him out towards the door and he's kind of stumbling like this big. <laughs> he's a little lightheaded, a little confused, and he sees a lot of people he knows dead around him. Uh, so he slows you down a little bit. And by that time, there have been several of the silent who have you see their hands go right over the top. They do a cool combat roll into the room and their guns are on you. How would you react? Ocean's going to lean down as he's like going out. He's going to reach down and grab one of the guns that um, Hickory's men have. The one of them that we got that that are dead. Roll 2d6. Let's see how good the gun is. 12, 12, 12, 12, 7. 12. Fuck. 7. The perfectly average right submachine gun. It is an MP5 not suppressed. <laughs> So yeah, he's going to kick the gun up with his feet and catch it and turn around and f- take a unleash, unload the clip at him to try and uh, slow him down as he backs up and tries to make his way to the to the courtyard. Uh, give me a do battle. That's a 10, baby. Oh, hell yeah. That's a 10, baby. Which one do you want a full success on? I'm going to take the full success on act under fire. Oh, coward's move. I know it is a coward's move, but I feel like this warrants it. <laughs> So that means I get to only pick one for attack someone, right? It'd be so funny yeah. if Randy Candy just <laughs> dies immediately again. Oh, I'll be pissed. That's one, one of the reasons I'm taking the act under fire. I'm not, I did not stay here to save this man just for him to fucking die. I'm, I'm going to use get them out of my way for the for my one choice for attack someone. Okay. Uh, they unleash fire on you. Luckily, Randall Cunningham is on the other side of you. Uh, you take a shot that seems to chip into your hip bone. You'll do three damage before harm. Ignore your gang bonus because they're also a gang. Yeah. Three minus your normal armor, which I think is two. So only yeah. one, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you take one harm from that. You you turn around and spray these bullets across the room, which an SMG actually is a pretty good choice because it has the area tag. So you can oh, attack yeah. a bunch of people at once. You hear in your brain just hundreds of voices all saying ocean 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 it's ocean oh shit as they most of them fall back from the spray you put into them the last one standing you see him roll a grenade towards you as he goes to jump back out the window down his uh repelling thing but as it's rolling towards you you react quick enough and give it a little soccer kick and it goes flying out the window and explodes before it hits the ground but it seems like it kind of brought down a lot of the window around it knocked over their grappling hooks definitely and you feel like you have a second to gain some distance after that i was like run for the courtyard courtyard randy get we got to get out of here okay oh oh, follow me i can't wait to hear the music that Stu creates for this scene (laughs) it's gonna be noisy and not fun to listen to (laughs) yeah as we're running as we're running ocean's gonna say as they're running ocean's gonna look at randy and be like these are the fucking people we've been warning you about this entire time i don't know you <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just pissed. I'm just a broke. It's not you, Randy. It's it's fucking Hickory. We warned him about this constantly, and he put out hits on us instead of taking us seriously. This is what he gets for not listening. In his defense, I think our warning got video edited by Frida. That it did. 
Then it did. It's this is all. But we talked to him face to face about this, though, right? That's true. We did face to face. We told him that we're worried about these people and we should go investigate. Not after they attacked Crandall's. Both of you, give me a try something challenging roll. Agro Reggie. That's a nine. My aggro zero. I got a seven. Nice. That's all you need. Still a success. I don't know that nice that's true. Success. My favorite ones. Uh, you actually, despite all of that, you guys end up getting to the uh, courtyard at about the same time. It seems like from this floor, most of the Hickory's men have cleared out. But as you get to the courtyard, you look down and it is a buzz with Hickory's men down there. There are people running all around the outside. It seems like they're trying to set up some kind of fortification to the side. It seems very difficult to get down there without being seen. Do I have Vesuvius? Yes. That's why that guy knew you weren't a fucking maintenance worker. <laughs> That's fair enough. But I think he's still facing backwards because I was using him. It doesn't help. <laughs> to see if people were behind me. No, no, no. When I was still trying to be sneaky, he was going to alert me if anybody showed up behind me. So he's facing the other way, but I want to yell in his ear. Are you okay, Vesuvius? Yeah, uh, I'm fine. I haven't taken any hits yet. We got to get out of here, though. Seems like stuff's really broken bad. Frida, do you know another way out? Um, window, back. Uh, where are we trying to get? All right, so we're trying to get out the main back end. The main in- uh, you said the, the back entrance is where they're... Um, That'll be the last place they would get to, yeah. In, like, 30 seconds, just jump down this into the courtyard. You go. You cool with that? In 30 seconds, jump down in the courtyard? Yeah. Jump down what? Where are we right now? You're on the, let's say, third floor. All right, Frida. I'm trusting you. I can't survive that, I don't think. You know what? I'm going to trust Frida. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. She Why not? framed us for a bunch of stuff. I don't think she framed us. I think she's trying to inspire a revolution. I don't think she... F- I think there's... Those things are not mutually exclusive. That is true. That is true. We but she's have been painting framed. us as a. We're, she's painting us as the the town savior. So I don't think she wants us to kill to uh, us killed. We could be the town. Plus, martyr. I just plus I just saved her life. So she. Uh, so Frida, uh, Frida sees your apprehension a little bit, but <laughs> and she turns to you and she goes, uh, "No, just I'm I'm not going to save you from magically falling from a third story building. Like aim for that tree or something." That, that bush underneath it if you don't grab it you you should be fine but also right before you jump can you also push this button and she hands you this small device that looks like uh like rc car controller <laughs> like Vesuvius's future body why can't you push it uh, i gotta go talk to those people down there they'll trust me i'm gonna get them out kind of smokescreen you guys also the 30 seconds doesn't start until i get down there so but don't i didn't think i'd be having this long of a conversation you're leaving but with us gotta, Go, go. Yes, yes. I'm leaving Look, with you. We, Don't worry. I'm just going to get them out of here and we'll meet in the courtyard okay. on the backside. Okay. We got to go. We'll do it. Yeah, push that right before you jump. Thanks. And she goes and gracefully leaps onto a big fluffy bush down there and okay. commando rolls and stands up and she starts yelling at people and trying to get them to move places. Book is going to take his sheath, his scabbard, his cane, his sword out again, and he's going to kind of choke up on it so his hand is halfway. He's going to use it to try to catch some branches when he jumps. Nice. That sounds like something in Assassin's Creed, but I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to max my surface area so that I saw my fall, you know, that that whole... So you guys are going to wait the 30 seconds and jump? Yeah, counting. Just follow instructions. Yeah. Uh, 30 okay. seconds seems like a long time to not get murdered by... Yes. You guys do hear bullets coming closer. You hear more people yelling, but... No one gets to you in that 30 seconds and you go to jump. Yeah. Yeah. I push the button and I jump. The second you push the button, you hear a loud explosion that seems like it's coming from in the building. Yeah. I had a feeling that would happen. (laughs) (laughs) And then you jump.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Oops All Apocalypses. We got our recap 21 through 40 episode coming up next week, just in time for the 40th episode and just in time for our one-year anniversary. So get any questions you have about any specific episodes or just in general over to us at oops at stew.cool. The music and editing was performed by Stu Masterson. Brady McDonough made the logo and any art you may find out there. And Jacob starts all of our jukeboxes just by kind of hitting them with his elbow. Love you, bye. I, I weren't, weren't had never thought of that unless you there, that one brought it up.